Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We are so fortunate to have Christine Furman joining us today. Christine is a mom of two and a former elementary special ed teacher. She founded Momspiration 412 in 2017 with the mission to support, encourage, and educate kids. Thanks so much for coming on, Christine. Thank you, Emily, so much. I'm so honored to be here. I'm really glad to have you. As I shared with you, we've been enjoying your resources in the past couple of months as a family. You have really provided some awesome support to parents and kids out there through this tough time, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want to actually start with your experiences as a special ed teacher. You were in the school system for about 10 years. Yes, I was. And I love that you talk about how you adapted any concept to your kids, regardless of their capability. Yes. Talk us through how you made that happen. So I was in the life skills classroom and I had a lot of different levels, you know, age range, junior high-ish level, but more, you know, a younger mentality level. So what I was able to do is I was able to take those lessons and topics that they would talk about in the junior high And I was able to kind of water them down to get to a skill that was, it was manageable for these children, you know, and my students. I mean, I call them my children because once you're working with them, they really truly become my children. And that's how I felt when I was in a classroom. And I really believe that I I always talk about, you know, the love that I give for my children because each child that I work with, they really do hold a special place in my heart. And it's really important for me to see them succeed. So I do anything that I possibly can to take a concept and make it manageable for them. And one way I did that is I would take topics or, you know, the prime example that I had was this calendar page at the beginning of the school year. And I remember people saying like, there's no way that they're going to be able to accomplish that. You know, here I am, it's my first year in this environment. And I was like, I got this, you know, we're going to make this happen. And I said, just give me a couple months. Like, just let me show you what we can do. So the biggest thing that I took away from all of that was like not setting expectations for them, not limiting anyone and letting them kind of prove to you what they're capable of, you know? So the way I do that and the way that anyone really could do that is kind of give someone a task any task that it is, you know, and for this example was this calendar page, you know, and yeah, it may have been difficult for some of these kiddos to write the months of the year, you know, so then eventually, you know, I made substitutions where either I wrote it and then they traced it, or I wrote it on the board and they copied it. Another um, modification I made was I typed out the months and I mean, sometimes it's just right there in front of them. It's easier to see instead of up on a board, but you can even make it where they cut that out and they match up the correct month. So what I did is I really just took that big overall concept and I just made it fit each one of them individually because they all have their own gifts and their own skills. And, you know, it's just really highlighting 
those skills that, you know, they can accomplish and those things that they can do. I love, love, love everything you just said, particularly about how important it is that we don't limit our expectations. And in special education, those kids uh, are labeled a misfit in many ways, and certainly they don't fit into the standard curriculum oftentimes. But that doesn't mean that we can't um, meet them where they are, like you talk about, and also see them succeed in their own way. And I know there's a lot of parents that are frustrated because they keep hearing about what their kids can't do mm-hmm. or what they're not capable of. And it's just so refreshing and exciting to hear you talk about, let's figure out what they can do. Let's yeah. start there and let's build on that. And not mm-hmm. only is that rewarding for the teachers, the parents, but it's so important for that self-confidence of that child and that own sense of success. I mean, what was it like to see those kids in your classroom? You, you gave me the chills already because that truly was such a special moment in my career, you know, to be able to see these children and it even went beyond, you know, in the special ed classroom because I transferred and I taught second grade and it even went into, you know, that level as well, because Again, like you're saying, they're not all going to fit that form. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone fits like they're all going to be learning this exact way, this exact concept. This is, you know, so even in the in the regular red classroom, I was able to adapt it, you know, and I was able to take those concepts and say, you know what, that's okay that you can't get it this way. Like, let's talk about and let me show you another strategy that you can use, you know, and for them to get that aha moment, like I did it, I accomplished this. There are no words to explain how much that makes you feel, like how good that makes you feel, you know? And it just, it really was such a blessing to be able to be in that space and to be able to help kids in that way. Yeah, adaptability is so key. There is no one size fits all solution in school, in life, in work, and getting our kids to lead and express their own needs and guide us in what works for them is such a great way to go about parenting, schooling, Mm -hmm. again, to to helping them grow as um, an individual and really learn, okay, this is what works for me. This doesn't, I can start to communicate around that and share what's working, what's not. So you were in the school system, like we said, for about 10 years. And you shared with me that though you had such great experiences with your kids, as you call them, you did become frustrated. Yes. And your exact words to me were, I was advocating for kids who had no one advocating for them, and no one was listening. Mm -hmm. Can you talk more about that? That was a very difficult time in my life, in my career, you know, Mm -hmm. when I have these kids nonverbal, non, you know, mobile, not, you know, no one is there for them. And I know I wasn't the expert, but I was with them for a good portion of the day, the year, you know, and I've ha- I had them for multiple years. I mean, I, I stuck with these kiddos for the four years they were in the junior high, you know? So you do develop that relationship with them and you know 
what they need. And you realize that sometimes you can't offer them exactly what they need in the specific system that you're in. You know, sometimes they need more support. Sometimes they need a different strategy, a different, you know, environment that's going to be more suitable for them, you know? And that became a very frustrating part for me because at that time I started having my own children and it was very much like, I would be so devastated if no one was there for my own kids, you know, and I'm going to be here as much as I can to say, this is what this child needs to succeed, you know? And it did it. It came to a very difficult time that you would go to meeting after meeting and, you know, things would be heard, but no action would be taken. And that would become frustrating. You know, Mm -hmm. you just keep powering through and eventually you're going to find the right person that is going to make the difference for the kids that you know that is best for them. My biggest takeaway there is don't stop. You know, keep finding the people. There are a ton of people out there that are advocates that are skilled in a specific, you know, therapy or profession or whatever it is your child may need, keep going. And you know, if you have to keep going higher and higher, go higher and higher. That is such a great takeaway for parents. Trust your gut. Yes. Stay persistent and find your allies because they are in the system. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. you might you might have to just dig a little to find them. Yes. But there's great teachers like you that are looking out for those kids. And they see the same things the parents do. And, you know, you just, you just got to find them and they're there. Yes. And the biggest thing is too, you just got to keep surrounding yourself with those people that are going to support you, the people Mm -hmm. that are going to uplift you and just offer that positivity instead of continue to break you down or Mm -hmm. make you feel like you are not good enough. You don't want to compare because obviously we've talked about all kids, all situations are different. And I feel like that's a huge part of my career. And that has also helped my business where I don't set those judgments. I don't set that comparison. I say, you know what? I'm meeting you where you're at, just like we talked about, you know, and this goes for anyone in life and anything, you know, because you never know someone's situation, you know, and that became very, very evident to me when I was in the life skills classroom, because I was like, some of these kids, like, their situations are so unfortunate, you know? And you know what? If when they walk through my door, the best thing I can do for them is give them a hug and all my love, that's what I'm going to do, you know? And if I have to give them snacks and get them through their day, that's what I'm going to do. So I take that away, not only in my own career, but also in life. Don't set those judgments on someone that you may see out and about on social media. You know, the comparisons, they're just, they're not good for anyone you know, Mm -hmm. finding those positive people and that support and those people that, you know, you need to surround yourself with. Those are the ones that are going to uplift you and get you, you know, past your struggles. So let's talk more about that because when you're a parent to a misfit child, it can feel very isolating. And the comparisons are all to that fit in kid, whatever that means. You know, and you might be out with your mom friends and they're all talking about, you know, their child made Dean's List and the other child is on the honors roll and this and that. And your child might be really struggling in school. And that's just an awkward conversation. 
it's hard to be in those conversations with those people groups. How do you help moms and dads just stay out of that negative headspace? So my suggestion that came right to my mind whenever you were talking about that is really just, you know, finding that positivity in your own child. And you just really need to showcase that, you know, you know what, my kid, you know, may not have made Dean's list, but you know what, they can, you know, build an awesome birdhouse or they can, you know, just really showcasing their skills because everyone has those skills that need highlighted, you know, and I know it could be very frustrating. It could be very hard to even be in that. But once you start thinking more positively, even, you know, yourself and then your kids, those things are going to start to come up and push that negativity down. That is so well said. It's all about what you focus on and celebrate. Yes, absolutely. So Christine, talk about how you transitioned out of the school system and started Momspiration 412. Yes. So after I had my second child, I decided, you know, it was time for me to focus my time on my kids, but I still wanted to find a way to educate, you know, and it took many, many steps and many experiences and many, you know, conversations with people for Momspiration 412 to kind of develop, even in what it is today. When it originally started, it was really known to me that the connection for moms is not out there. The way for moms to just easily connect and say, you know what, I'm not alone in this, it wasn't there, you know? So I said, okay, how can I create a space to make moms feel like they're not alone in this journey? Because we know that we're all going through a lot of different things. And I started the Momspiration 412 Facebook group. And I also started doing live events. Because not only do you want that connection on social media or on the online space to say, hey, my child's not sleeping. Like, what can I do? You know, mm-hmm. or I have a picky eater. How can I help them? And within the Momspiration 412 community online, it was, it's very positive. It is never a judgmental um, comment. It is never negative. It is always like, Hey, these are the things that I tried. Maybe you can try this. Then once a week I go live and I do a video and I share things like that. You know, I take feedback from everyone in the community and I say, Hey, these are some of the things that work for these families. Here's some suggestions that I found. Here's what worked for me. And then that way we kind of all, you know, have that community kind of feel online. And then we kind of took it even one step further and we did live meetups and I did live sessions where then I could transfer that education component of what I love doing. I love educating kids and making those connections for moms. So we did live meetups and we, you know, we come together and we do songs and stories and hands-on activities. And the best thing is any kid of any ability and age is able to come because I'm able to take that one concept that we're doing for that session and make it adaptable for all ages and abilities. That's awesome. Yeah, I too felt that void in the mom community, which is why I felt compelled to start Mothers of Misfits. And, you know, particularly when we have kids that have unique needs, I just didn't see that conversation happening. And to your point, one that is without judgment is there to truly support and connect and share best practices. As you talk about 
live events. It's neat to see you innovating and particularly during these more difficult times. You committed during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic to go live every single day for three months. Yes. Why did you feel that was so important to do at that time? I found it was so important because I felt that the families needed something to kind of hold on to. I felt that they Mm -hmm. needed that routine in their life. So I did every morning I got up and I got camera ready because Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I, remember when it all started and I said, you know what, I'm just going to show up regardless of what I look like. I'm just going to show up. This is me. I tried it one time in my yoga pants and, you know, my messy hair and that was just not me, you know? So I did, I got ready every morning and I showed up for the moms and the kids and I did calendar skills with them. I did songs with them. I did an activity a day so they had something that they could do. They could wake up and there was some positivity in their life. It wasn't, we're stuck in our house with nothing to do. What is this world coming to? You know, it was, let's wake up, let's go to Momspiration 412 and let's see what we have going on for the day. And it was always something that could be done easily in your house without getting any other supplies, whether I created an activity sheet that went with it whether it was with paper towel rolls and tissue boxes, you know, I really tried to make it very accessible to all families during that time because I just wanted to be that positivity in their lives. When all of the quarantine stuff went down and we were in the the height of all of that, I remember the first two weeks just feeling like a total failure on all fronts. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because I had for myself the same expectations as I had pre all of that. And it hit me. That's just not possible. Right. We're not going to be the same family, the same professionals, the same. I mean, our life is different in this reality. And so we need to right size our expectations. And once I did that, And once I allowed myself to think about, okay, here's what's possible and realistic under these circumstances, then I could set myself up for success. Mm -hmm. And it was totally different. And then my attitude changed. And so my kids' attitude changed. But what's great about what you said is it really just starts with making a commitment and showing up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed to start to do, honestly, just so I could start to get used to all the changes that were going on and and the stressors and just it it starts with that little baby step, right? Yeah. Yes, it totally does. And to be honest, you know, me showing up every day, that actually helped my family as well. Because it helped me, you know, just like you said, you just take that one step and it just made that routine of our morning, you know. And sometimes my kids would hop in the videos and sometimes they wouldn't. And sometimes I'd have to run to the bathroom during our videos and, you know, because someone's in the bathroom or they need a breakfast, but that was the reality of it. It was real. We were all at home. It looked different for everyone. And we were just showing up. We were just there for each other and saying, this is me. This is what's going on right now during this time. And I'm going to be here for you, you know? Yeah, which is part of your mission, which is mom life is real. It's messy, but we are going to show up for each other 
and we're going to be here for one another. And I love that. And you absolutely embody that in that three-month commitment, which is just incredible. So you created this concept called EduPlay. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about what that is. So whenever I was having the live meetups or the live sessions, you know, I was creating this curriculum and I didn't realize at the time, but it was actually turning into a pretty good curriculum where it involves movement, it involves stories, it involves hands-on activities, calendar skills, you know, it involves all of these things. So it started to come together where it's not just a play date. And I always, I always coined the term, it was an educational play date. You know, and I said, how can I make that a little more catchy? So we came up with the term EduPlay, and that has really evolved into so many things now. So not only is it the curriculum that I use during my live sessions, I've also, you know, turned that into the virtual component as well. So essentially what we were doing for three months, I mean, we were building that EduPlay curriculum each day by having calendar skills, by having a movement for the day, by having a song related to that topic, and also creating some hands-on activities. So it continued to expand, and it really has turned into a curriculum and now activity boxes that include math activities and ideas. It includes reading skills. It includes you know, Wellness Wednesday, so the movement. There's always a story or a song or both. We also have a recipe that go along with it. And then also the craft or activity. So each week now during the EduPlay activity kits, it all encompasses all of that, you know, and it really just kind of goes on one theme. And we, we talk about one theme throughout the whole week. And they're able then to get all of those skills, all of those things kind of encompassed together in our EduPlay. You've got a pretty good pulse on what's going on in their worlds today. So how are moms feeling right now with everything going on? It's still a struggle, you know, for some, you know, especially because some are still working full time and now there's no school, no online education, even though that was a whole challenge in itself, you know, the online learning component of everything. But there's also that mom guilt. There's that, how do I give them more? And what I've really found, and some of the moms in the community and the VIP group have said to me, you know what, the EduPlay activity kits have really given me that sense of time back with my kids. They've allowed me to become present with them. But it also, you know, depending on the age of your kids, if they're a little older, it allows your kids to be able to do activities independently while you're able to get tasks accomplished. You know, so it kind of serves two purposes and it really is just trying to help moms, you know, kind of feel a little bit back to normal, you know, a little bit of you're doing the best that you can. This is a different situation for all of us, you know, and knowing that we're here for each other and I'm going to still offer that positivity and tell you you're doing the best that you can. And you got this. Like moms, you've got this because you know your kids better than anyone else. And you just have to follow your gut, follow your heart. And they love you no matter what. 
I could not have said that better. That is so spot on. What is the future of Momspiration 412? I know some big things are happening in your world in the next couple of weeks. Yes, some big things are happening. So we are expanding Momspiration 412 to the Augusta, Georgia area. So we will now have two locations for Momspiration 412. We will have when it is safe to meet up. We'll have live sessions in both areas. But amongst that, we are having the virtual sessions with the EduPlay Activity Kits, and those are nationwide. Awesome. So if the folks listening want to get in touch with you, they want to get their hands on these EduPlay boxes, how do they do that? So there's two ways. The best way, you can join the Momspiration 412 Worldwide Facebook community. And you guys can you know, add your email there, and I'll add you into the group. Then I can connect with you via email. You could also check out the momspiration412.com website. Everything for EduPlay is on there, Momspiration's on there, all the links needed for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those things are right there on the Momspiration412 website. Awesome. Well, I'm sure everyone's going to take advantage of those resources. Christine, it is clear that each child truly holds a special place in your heart. And yeah. I love how genuinely you care for them and their parents. Thanks for all the incredible work that you do. And thanks for coming on and talking to us about it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com.